It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Houston Astros. So the Astros, for a second time in three years, will play in the Game 7 of a World Series. It's all about winning today's game. One game. Game 7 here at Minute Maid Park in front of our home fans is going to be a blast. Listen to these fans. One last chance. We've been here before. Yeah, we've, we've been through this before. Give everything you got. It's the last game of the season. At history. The opportunity we have to win the World Series. We got an incredible team. They have an incredible team. Astros. We gotta leave it all on the field. Leave it all out there. Nationals. Winner take all, one game. What can I say? It's gonna be a good one. The World Series. Game 7. We hung a banner two years ago. We want to hang another one for these group of fans. Deep left field. Now, Astro Launch, the official pregame show of Houston Astros Playoff Baseball, brought to you by Houston Methodist, Leading Medicine, by Gallery Furniture, by Daniels Jewelers, and by Waste Management. Here they come. Now to the Astros broadcast booth. Here's Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros take on the Washington Nationals in Game 7 of the World Series. Nationals with a win in Game 6 yesterday, 7-2 over the Astros. Alex Bregman, two hits, including a homer. George Springer had two doubles, scored a run. But the Nationals earning the win to force this winner-take-all Game 7 in the World Series as the Astros looking for their second title in three years. Today's pitching matchup is brought to you by Houston Methodist Leading Medicine. And the Astros will send Zach Greinke to the mound today. And Greinke looking for his first win in his last eight postseason starts. He did a good job in Game 3 against the Nationals. Went four and two-thirds innings. Worked through a lot of traffic in that game, but gave up just the one run. Yeah, hasn't hasn't gone very far in these games. And don't expect him to go very far in this game. So a, a manager like A.J. Hinch has to always ask himself in a Game 7, that must-win game, do I have a better option? So the Astros are continually going to play that game as far as the matchups go. Do I have a better option to, to get back into the dugout and score some runs? So that's the way we're going to look at this uh, this game tonight, a game seven of the World Series. And, and Grinky has that calm heartbeat that you're hoping for to start this ball game. It's been tough getting the Nationals out in the first inning, and that's what they're hoping for more than anything else. Meanwhile, it's Max Scherzer on the mound for the Nationals. Scherzer was going to start Game 5 in D.C. on Sunday, but got scratch, uh, neck, and and shoulder spasms in his trapezius muscle. And uh, he was actually uh, warming up in the bullpen, and there was a scenario where he would have entered the game last night out of the pen, but he is getting the start today in Game 7. Yeah, you, you think back to a couple of years ago when the Astros were playing Game 7 at Dodger Stadium, and you're thinking, uh, the key to that game was to get the lead. It, it's almost the mentality for a pitcher is to shut them down and shut them up. And what I'm talking about is shut down the other team's lineup and shut up the crowd. You, know, you take them out of it, it makes things a little bit easier. And that's what the Astros are trying uh, tried to do in, in L.A. a couple of years ago. It worked out perfectly, and that's what the Nationals are hoping for with Max Scherzer. And, you know, that brings to the brings us to the keys to the game brought to you by your Houston area 
Lexus dealers. You know, John Smoltz, we're going to hear from him a little later. He talked about how his goal in games like this as a pitcher pitching on the road was he wanted to hear that dull roar because that meant not a whole lot was happening. When it was that loud, sustained roar, then, you know, good things were happening. That's what the Astros want. They want that loud, sustained roar. That means things are going well. And like you mentioned, you get a lead early that can certainly energize this crowd even more. That's right. And they're going to play a big role in this. And the Astros fans have been fantastic. And I just can't imagine a World Series going seven games where the home team doesn't win a single yeah. game, and especially as well as the Astros played at home this year. So uh, that's what the Astros are hoping for. They feed off of this crowd. Uh, they got two early runs in last night game, but but they weren't able to score after that. So a little little concerning in that area is not adding on. We talk about it a lot in the playoffs. You got to add on once you get that lead. And you know, people in both dugouts are going to be paying a close eye on Max Scherzer. I'm yeah. sure many of them are going to be looking at the ribbon scoreboard in right center to see where his velocity is and and see where he's at after what he's been through with with that that muscle spasm that he's had. Yeah, listen, he's had a cortisone shot. He'll have some other type of shot tonight before this ball game, so he's not going to feel a whole lot. But it is, like you said, going to show up in maybe the velocity readings where he may have some weakening of the shoulder, and I'm interested to see what he looks like at the beginning of every inning. If he pitches three, uh, four, five, six innings, uh, what's he going to look like after sitting down for 10, 15 minutes? Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hench on the Manager Show, presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Hall of Famer John Smoltz, who's working this series on the television side for Fox. But now this. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Well, here we go. A.J. Hinch with me. World Series Game 7. Uh, done this a couple of times. Uh, what's it like? You're coming in uh, to the ballpark. Uh, you did this two years ago. You remember anything at Dodger Stadium Game 7 of the World Series in 2017 uh, before that game? Yeah, I just remember mapping out the, you know, as many scenarios as possible on how to use the pitching. It's the thing I'm going to get asked about the most today is how are you going to use the pitching? Who's available? Um, how quick a hook are you going to have with your starting pitcher? I mean, those are, and you can map out all the, and I do, I know exactly who I want to face who at, at, at critical junctures of the game. And in a game seven, the critical juncture might be like the first or second inning. Yeah. So, uh, but but then I learn when you get into the game, it goes completely off script and how you think it's going to go, and you have to adapt. And um, you know that particular game, I didn't account for <clears throat> McCullers hitting like three or four guys. I didn't account for you know using Charlie Morton for for you know that many innings to close out the the World Series. So um, you know I will trust myself and my instincts and what I see, and we have a, a plan in place to use as many guys as we need to get to the get to the finish line and win the World Series. But um, what a fun opportunity for us. At, the, at some point during this series, I would have said, man, I'm begging for a game seven after we were down 0-2. Right. And then we went three straight, and I'm like, there's no way we want to get to a game get, seven. It's how you get there. How right? we get there can really play mind games with you. But yeah. opportunity ahead is real, and we got a chance to win the World Series. Um, I know before every series you put together th that situation. Like you, you're talking about your pitchers matching up with certain areas of their lineup. 
Um, but you're also going to have a couple more guys at your disposal, mm -hmm. aren't you? Yeah, probably. I mean, your Keedy's going to be bit down in the pen as he's been this entire series, even though he started, um, you know, game four. And, and, and I think it's important that, that, um, that I understand where he's at physically before I commit to how I'm going to use him. He's on three days rest. He threw, um, you know, 65, 70 pitches. And so he, it's one of the reasons I took him out was, was a worst case scenario type thing that he needed to be available in a game seven. And here we are. So I, you know, he'll be down there. We'll have a conversation with, with Garrett, see how he feels. He's it's on his bullpen day, which mm -hmm. everybody assumes he can be at his best on his bullpen day. It's something rare. It's something you usually don't want to ask a starting pitcher to, to do, but um, we'll talk to him where he's at physically and execution wise. I mean, it, as much conversation as we've had about me bringing back JV on three days rest against Tampa or, um, you know, anytime any a short resting can happen, we're asking Garrett possibly to pitch on two days rest, which is which is really uncommon. And uh, maybe he's got something in him and maybe we need him, maybe we don't. But um, all hands on deck is the phrase everybody uses in these type of games. And, and we'll see you know, which of those guys are ready to go. I don't know if you've ever been asked this, but have you ever had correspondence with your bullpen coach? Uh, when a guy comes in, you say, how did he look in the bullpen? Strami does a little bit more than I do. I mean, yeah. on the phone and, and um, but that, I've learned, yeah, matters. but I've learned that it doesn't matter. I think I've, yeah. I've had guys yeah. say, man, I felt terrible in the pen and they mm -hmm. come in and lock it in. And I've had guys feel lights out in the pen and come in and not throw strikes. So um, my, my job is more to read <laughs> what's going on on the field and not, get too caught up in their preparation it's kind of like as a hitter and I was this way days you have good BPs and you you you, you can't hit a thing Never and then other days you can't hit a BP pitcher and you go up and hit a Cy Young candidate you so learn, you learn it's you learn it's, it's it's a it's a preparation and and to see what goes on in the game hey so I walk down this hallway it kind of works away around the, the clubhouse when I come to your office for these interviews and what <clears> we hear right now with this door open is we hear <laughs> Disney music right the movie Mulan and George is in charge of the music does that surprise you at all? Uh, not really. I mean, it's really <laughs> unpredictable. I've heard every sort of uh, type of music at any given time. So he's obviously lightening the mood. Our guys are ready to go. There's yeah. not a lot of stress around here. Uh, we see it more as an opportunity. How we got here is a little bit weird. I know everybody, uh, I joke with the writers earlier today. I'm like, hey, don't, don't write your every road team one article yet. This series isn't over and we got a chance to kind of ruin that narrative. So I, uh, big game ahead here in Houston. I'm glad we worked our tail off all uh, season to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Hopefully today's when it pays off finally. Not what your opinion on that play down the first baseline with Trey Turner, but what do you think can be done to make that a, a better a better ruling or better play? Do you think anything? Um, you know what? I think maybe that maybe it could be reviewable. I mean, I think that's the the odd part about it is they went to the headset to review an unreviewable situation i mean it wasn't something that they needed to do but it's i more like a rule yeah i think i it? think there's a you know again i think from a the letter of the law the the rule was applied correctly um it's hard when when you have a second and third and fourth and fifth look at it it kind of looked more and more like turner was going to beat the throw or turner was already mm -hmm. uh in line with the bag so i it's an odd play it depends on which side of the ball what you were happy with i mean at the end of the day um we caught that break but yet we didn't we didn't really capitalize on it because yeah. you know within a couple pitches um will had given up a, a home run so um odd play i wish it wouldn't have happened on the front end i wish it wouldn't have happened at the delay uh, but more like more i just wish that anthony rendon hadn't woke up in this series <laughs> and decided to to get a couple extra base hits let me talk to you about rendon and so <clears throat> a lot of times you'll talk about during the season or in the playoffs when you circle a couple guys you know 
what's important to pitch them, them carefully, but you, you better get the guys out before them. And you guys have done a decent job with that. Yeah. No, I think we've done a really good job. Certainly the last few games, we've, we've really controlled Rendon and Soto. And um, we need one more game where we need to do that. And, and, and obviously Soto had the big swing against JV. And he, the only other game that he really hurt us was the, the Garrett Cole starts. And we'll see how, how it plays out today. But these guys are really good. The middle of their order, it's, it's you know, no different than when Bregman goes crazy or Brantley or Altuve. Yeah. That's their best players. When their best players swing the bat like that, generally things are going to be in their, in their favor. So um, make better pitches. Avoid those situations where, you know, Turner gets the infield single or maybe we, we walk Eaton or something, something that sets the table for them. Um, we can do a better job of controlling that. And, A.J., you have to, to go into the game assuming that Max Scherzer is going to be at his best, <clears> don't you? Sure. I mean, I'm going to manage my own team and let him manage his team, and, yeah. and we'll, we'll you know, see how it all works out. I think the um, we'd be foolish to think that we have any sort of advantage with Max. He's going to, yeah. he's going to come ready to pitch. Uh, we did a really good job against him in, in, uh, <clears throat> in the first game that we faced him. You know, just making him work and making him get into the game. We chased him after five innings. I don't, I don't know what he's going to bring. I don't know how last night when he got up in the pen, how that's going to affect him. Um, the reality is, is we got to put up some good at bats. We, we're going to need to win a two out at bat, um, similar to how we did in Washington, for us to uh, really put pressure on him. All right, I want to bring something back to you. Two hundred and forty-nine days ago, you guys played your first competitive <clears throat> game of this season, February twenty-third. In spring training, 15 ballpark of the yeah. Palm Beaches, and Jake Marisnik. <laughs> and he's reminded you he let off that ball game against Scherzer, took him deep. He did, and he told me that <clears throat> before Game One of the World Series. And I'm like, oh man, you're right. That's a really good story. And he's like, I'm serious. You should lead me off. And I'm like, that's a really good story. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but are you going to lead me off? I'm like, no, man. I don't want to ruin the story. <laughs> There's no way Max Scherzer gives up a leadoff home run to you. And so that kind of got a laugh out of everybody. And. And uh, we'll go with George Springer, yeah. you know, much to, to the demise of, of Jake Marisnik. <laughs> I think that's a good uh, I like yeah. our chances. All right, AJ, best of luck tonight, and uh, hopefully we're laughing about it after the game. Sounds good, Sparky. See you later. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. Astros fans, whether you're enjoying the game at your favorite sports bar or at Minute Maid Park, please make sure you plan ahead for a safe ride home. From your friends at Silver Eagle Distributors Houston and Budweiser, Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by John Smoltz covering this series as a broadcaster for Fox on television. And, uh, of course, you know a lot about Game 7s as a player and as a, a broadcaster. You pitched in three Game 7s in your career, two in the LCS, one, of course, in the World Series in 91. As a starting pitcher, you wake up that morning, you know you're starting Game 7. Does it feel different? Does it... Is it? Is, is, do you try to make it like any other any other day? Well, that's personality driven. I, for me, I was I couldn't wait. Like my hardest part was waiting, uh-huh. and so I would sleep till I didn't want to sleep no more. Usually twelve o'clock in the morning, right around midday, mm-hmm. and then I would get up, do my same thing, eat pancakes, go to the park. It was almost as if you're pitching a no hitter before you pitch a no hitter. No one wants to talk to you, and I didn't understand that. So I would, I would ask guys, you know, just this is a we're okay. You know, I'm, I'm excited about this game. Then I take a nap, and then I go get ready for the game. I, I really was at ease and comfortable in those moments because I put myself in those moments as a kid over and over and over again against the wall throwing a ball, and I really believe that's a big part of it. I mean, you can talk yourself out of something. You could talk yourself into something. You could get yourself away from what you normally do because everybody knows that Game 7 is a different animal. It's even different than being on an elimination game when 
Because the difference of an elimination game, you know if you lose, you go home. Same as right. this one. But you know if you win, you play again. It's not like you win and it's over. This, you win and it's over. So that's why it's a different animal. And, of course, the game seven that you pitched in in 91, you and Jack Morris, both outstanding. You went seven and a third scoreless innings in that ball game. And I think one of the things that's always interesting to me about game sevens is that, I mean, to this day, people still talk about things that happened in that game seven of the World Series with Lonnie Smith and the base running and, and things of that nature. And, I mean, that that's part of what makes it fun, right? This, I mean, that's why, that's why you do this as a pitcher or as a competitor. Yeah, there's always going to be one moment, one shining opportunity for an unsung hero or your great player to do what he's, you know, called to do. And I think that's what makes the tension and the pressure so unique and people don't understand why did that player do that or why – that's why you, when you get under the gun and you see things that you've never been accustomed to, it's a magnification of something that never happens in a regular season. So, in other words, you're never asking a starting pitcher the day before to go on a podium and do a press conference. You're never asking everyone the question about every detail. So you're, you're forced to think about it. And the team and the players that can handle what I call the mental uh, gymnastics yeah. are the ones that can make it more like a regular season game because there's no kidding yourself. It's not a regular season game. Yeah, we talked about Game 7, 91 World Series. A lot of people know you pitched in that. A lot of people don't realize you pitched in Game 7 of the NLCS that same year through a shutout against the Pirates. How much did that experience help you? Because that was your first Game 7. How much did that help you going into the World Series one? Well, it helped a lot. You know, I was trying to pull off the rare trifecta. The second game of the season, second to last game of the season, pitched nine innings for us to get into the postseason. Everyone went crazy. We hadn't been there in forever. Olsen jumps in my arms, and that was one of the famous pictures in Atlanta. So now I get a chance to pitch Game 7. It's on the road, thanks to Steve Avery's brilliant one to nothing win in Game 6. Do it again. Nine innings, he jumps in my arms. It's like, this is unbelievable. When Game 7 came around in in Minnesota, the thought entered my mind, like, we're going to do this a third time. I never thought I was coming out of the game, and I never wanted to come out of the game, but it worked out the way it did. I was pitching on three days rest, and you know, Jack was just Jack. And yeah. so it did help. I mean, being on the road in a hostile environment and knowing that, you know, our first World Series was going to be dependent upon that game seven, there's something special about completing that game. And there's something special about knowing that when you take the ball, you no one else has to come in. The game sevens don't provide that very often because you have to show your manager there's no reason to take me out. You have to be on your game because if you're not the manager's in such a bad spot that he can't afford to let you get through it if you're not on your game is the metrodome in 91 is that the loudest you've ever heard a stadium the loudest by far i don't know that it can get any louder this place is pretty darn close this is about as as electric as i've seen uh fans from the very first pitch to the end washington was unbelievable outdoors and so that's part of it. You have to realize that that can be your advantage. If you're a visitor, a pitcher on a game like this, you want a dull roar. You know it's going to be a roar. You just want it dull. And if it's dull, that means there's not a lot of traffic and right. you're actually frustrating the other team. Conversely, if you're the home team, you want to use that roar knowing you're doing your job to keep that roar vibrant. And it can work both ways. You know, offensively, you can get too geeked up pitching you can get too geeked up those are never good things the guys who slow it down are the ones that usually pan out john smoltz 
great pitcher, Hall of Famer, fantastic broadcaster as well, working this series for the, the Fox Network. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Jose, in today's world where football players have a choreographed end zone celebration, why is it a big deal with Alex and Juan carrying their bats to first? I don't know. You said it. You know, it's a lot of big celebrations lately in the game. Uh, but I think that's over, you know. Uh, hopefully Alex hit three more homers today and, you know, see what he's going to do. I don't <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, he – I told him yesterday that he might be the – you know, he's my pick for the World Series MVP. So, you know, he's a, he's he's made for this moment. He likes to go at that and these kind of games. And, you know, I'm really happy to have him on my side and not in the other side. Did it bother you when he did it? I mean, it's more serious, you know. I think everybody, uh, every single person reacts in a different way, you know. We all do, and not the fact that I don't do it means that I don't like it, you know. He's, if we if we talk about Alex, he might be the best, you know, you know, one of the best because we have a lot of great guys in there. Best teammate we ever had. He, you know, he does everything right. He does everything to help the team to win. You know, yeah. Yesterday, a lot of talking about what he did, but in the bottom line, he's a great guy. You know, and I wish I have, you know, guys like him in the past when we were losing a lot of games because he's an MVP. He should be the MVP this year. He's gonna be the MVP tonight, and see what's gonna. What do you remember about your emotions or your nerves from Game 7 two years ago, and how does maybe that experience help you guys tonight? Yeah, probably the same thing. I was a little nervous, I think. You know, I think we all uh, are a little nervous. The thing is how to control that for the game. I think we know how to to control that just because we've been, we've been playing so many last games in playoff, uh, Game 7 against the Yankees. Game seven against the Dodgers. This year, game five against uh, the Rays. Now, game seven with with the Nationals. So we've been we've been here before, and it seems like when we need to win, we go out there and, and win. Like I always said, when we feel all the pressure, all the you know things going against us, we go out there and, and make it happen. So I really believe in in my whole team, and we'll be good tonight. We'll stay there with Arash. Uh, Jose. Winning a second World Series in three years would mean what to you and would mean what to this franchise? means a lot, you know, because the first one, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't know how to react. It was, it was like a dream come true. But before we won it, we didn't know well, well, how it was like to win a, uh, a World Series. Now we know. Now we, we know it's, it's big for the city, it's big for us, and that's the reason why we want to go out there and, and make it happen again. You know, I still, you know, still think about the first day in the spring training this year. Everybody just locking in at the same page, tr- talking about winning the World Series, and today we're one step away to, to make that dream come true. The first row to your right. You walk in with a big smile on your face today. Yes. I, 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 I work. That, I work out with a big smile on my face. <laughs> I, I would think that has something to do with the faith that you have in, in your teammates. Can you just talk about that? What you've learned about your teammates through this process and the faith that you have that you detailed to us a little bit last night. Yeah. Well, I woke. I woke up today and I have a lot of text messages from my from different teammates. They are talking about let's let's go out there and make it happen tonight. So how how can not be happy about it? You know we all rooting for each other. Last night was last night. You know obviously Strasbourg pitched 
tremendous game. He was really good. I don't think he's available for tonight, so that's that's good. And uh, we, like I said, the whole team is locked in. With the chemistry is good. We we never lose the chemistry between us. We never lose the the good relationship we have, and that always ended up being the key for for us to win. Every pitch. Swing and a miss. Ten strikeouts for Cole. Every inning. And Cole dances back to the dugout. Of every game. See you later. See you later. Back to back checks. October baseball. Everybody's got to come to our house to get to the World Series. Exclusively on the Houston Astros. Now the crowd's getting frisky. Radio Network.